0: Lord, we've come to this point in the service. We've sung spiritual songs and we've made melody in our hearts. We've prayed prayers of faith for the healing of people that we love and people that we care about. We've come now, O Lord, to a very sacred time and I ask you to touch and speak to us, O Lord. Let our hearts and our ears be attentive to your word today, O God. Anoint your word. May your word go forth with great Power and with authority. God, I pray that you'd touch this unworthy person, that I could be an instrument in your hands for communicating truth that will set captives free. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Turn with me to Mark chapter 1. We're leading up to a great season of Easter celebration in a few weeks. Not only the resurrection, Not only the crucifixion, but also the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus is very important to all of us because all of those elements, his life, his death, his resurrection, all are a part of the redemptive provision. Not just the cross, but his life and his preaching and his ministry are all interwoven into this one thing that we call God's intervention into our crisis. There was a crisis that was called the human condition. And we were, the Bible says, lost, having no hope, and without God in the world. But God, who is rich in mercy with his great love wherewith he loved us, even while we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ and raised us up together with Christ, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful privilege it is for every one of us today to come and name the name of Christ and to say that we are part of the family of God because of God's redemptive provision that was made available to all of us. Heirs, joint heirs of promise. What a wonderful blessing it is to be yoked with one another. Amen. Not unbelievers, but believers. And to celebrate with believers who are of like faith that know the power of transformation and translation that can happen when people accept the invitation of the Lord Jesus. The Bible is full of all kinds of examples of of desperate people coming to the Lord Jesus because that's proof positive that Jesus is right for every issue that we may have. Every issue that we bring to his house and I'm sure there are hundreds of issues all across this building from one side to the other of people that brought various things to this house today to Present before the Lord. And they brought from their lives, their jobs, their marriages, their business dealings. All of these things. There are issues that are in all of our lives. I think I could just speak the sentiment of everybody. We all have issues. All have issues. We're going to retell the story of a a man that came to the Lord Jesus who was a desperate person. Mark chapter 1 verse 40 through 45. And there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately, can somebody say immediately? immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed and he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away and said unto him seeth thou say nothing to any man but go thy way and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them but he went out And he began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. The disease of leprosy is such a terrible affliction. It's such a terrible plight, and all feared that word as we fear cancer today it was to become a leper was to slide down the social, social uh, climb all the way to the bottom it was to be in the sight of everyone else an outcast it was to be desolate it was to be lonely not just pain from the disease but also the pain, the emotional pain, the mental anguish that a person went through in wrestling with that issue of leprosy. You know, sometimes, the Bible doesn't even give it his name. Did you notice that there was a man and he came to the Lord Jesus and he was a leper. In other words, we know who he is by his issue. We identify this man by what happened to him. And that's Pretty common, you know, because the Bible is full of those kind of titles for people. There's a guy named Simon, and the Bible calls him Simon the leper. Naaman was a great captain, of a great host, but the Bible called him Naaman the leper. Uzziah, who was the king when uh, Isaiah had his great vision, the year that King Uzziah died, the fact is Uzziah was a leper. You mean it's possible for a person to have leprosy and be in a king's position? A king had leprosy? Yeah, you see, leprosy, that disease, is not a respecter of persons. It uh, affects and afflicts everybody. And in biblical terms, the, the disease of leprosy is very similar to that notion of sinfulness that is in all of us. It not only is painful for us, Uh, emotionally but mentally that issue of sin that we all wrestle with it separates us from society it separates us from relationships it's it's a burden that we have to bear but the Bible tells us that Jesus is the one who provided for us a redemption a, a, a salvation a deliverance from that crisis that we were all in Everybody has issues. Everybody has issues. In Psalm 34, in verse 19, the Bible said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. In other words, we've all got our issues. Just because you're righteous, that doesn't mean you're exempt from issues. Hey, the righteous. In the fact, the Bible says in the Psalms that David, he said, Lord, be attentive unto all of my afflictions. In fact, Paul said when he was going to uh, Jerusalem to do ministry, he said the Holy Spirit beareth witness in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me there. Well, the truth is life is full of issues and life is full of difficulties and hardships. There are ups and downs, valleys and mountains. There's tough terrain, times when footing is not good and times when it's an uphill climb, times when it's dangerous to to walk that walk. And all of us share in those issues. And all of us seem to be at some time identified or consumed by our issues. You know Bathsheba was a wonderful person but she was a mother, she was a queen, she was in the Lord's family tree but when I say Bathsheba, every one of you say yeah, yeah, we know about her. Bathsheba is the one that came dragging that bathtub out on the back porch and the king saw her and committed adultery and You don't know about the good things about her because the issue with her was her sin. And so many times people put labels on others and and try to label them and to cast judgment upon people based upon the issue that is in their life. Sometimes you just have to endure that affliction. Paul told Timothy, as a good soldier of the cross, endure those afflictions. There was another lady that had an issue, and her problem was that she was a Moabitess. Her name was Ruth. Do you know who Ruth is? Ruth is that great lady that uh, said the wedding ceremony for us. Whether thou goest, I will go. Whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. you remember that one? That one came from Ruth, but Ruth had a big issue. Her issue was she wasn't Israelite, she wasn't a Jew, she was a Moabitess but some Jewish woman named Naomi came and told her about all the Jewish ways and she accepted the God of of the Jews and accepted the God of of Israel and became a devout person. And when it came time to make a decision, she said to Naomi, Naomi said, I'm going back home. She said, I'm going with you. I'm not going to stay here in Moabite. A Moabite. Do you know what a Moabite is? Do you know where the Moabites came from? Oh, boy, I've got some preaching to do here. Nobody knows. The Moabites are those children that are the result of the incest between Noah and his daughters that got him drunk and committed incest with him. Now, how would you like to be in that family with that issue? Come on, somebody. But you mean that kind of person that is identified as a Moabitess that's hated and despised? You mean she could have a future? Yes, because she made a good decision. Hey, another little lady that could be categorized by what she was and what she did. Her name was Rahab. You've heard me preach about her, haven't you? The shady lady from Jericho. But when the Lord's spies came to spy out Jericho, she hid them, and she said to them, she said, I, I've heard about you, and I've heard about how God has given you great victories I've heard about how God has has made you victorious over enemies. I've heard about how God opened up the waters of the Red Sea for you. I've heard about how God did uh, care for you and and fed you and clothed you and protected you. And I believe in that God. And I'm casting my faith upon the goodness of that God. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, what a wonderful outcome it was in so much that she also became the great-great-grandmother of King David. But you don't get that label. All you get is the shady lady. You see, sometimes your issue can become so prominent that it consumes you and you lose your identity in the issue and become defined by it. And this man, the Bible didn't give his name. Come on, we, are, we ask waitresses what their name is. We meet people on the street and strike up a conversation and say, and your name is? But here the Bible didn't even give this guy a name. He's just a guy with an issue. His name is left out of the record. He's just simply a man that was a leper. But the Bible said he came with his issue. With his issue. Those issues that are prominent to all of us. When you're sick and you can't get well. That's a tremendous issue, but there was a little woman that had an issue. You know what her issue was? Her issue was an issue of blood. She had a hemorrhaging, and she just couldn't get well. Hey, again, we don't know her name. We just know her issue. We don't know anything about where she came from. We don't know anything about her, her home, her family, her, her father. In the Bible, is so good at telling you who everybody's daddy was. We just don't even know anything about this woman's daddy. She just appeared one day in a procession where Jesus was going to raise a daughter from the dead. And she just pushed her way through the crowd. The only thing we could say about her is she's that little old lady you've seen at the doctor's office so many times. She's that little old lady you see down at the pharmacy buying medicine all the time. Oh, yeah, I saw her the other day getting some food stamps down there because from what I hear, she spent everything she's got on doctors and spent everything she's got on medicine. And I I think she's just about broke down and busted and disgusted and can't get better and can't get well. But she's got an issue. But she said, if I can get to where Jesus is with my issue, my issue is, will be made right and healed if I can just get in his presence and touch the hem of his garment. If I can just get in proximity, if I can just get near him, if I can just have the opportunity to touch him, I know, I know, I know that I will be made whole if I can just touch him. If I can get near him. If I can just get near to him, if I can just get to where he is, then everything, my issue will go away if I can get in his presence. Oh, I would to God that this place we call harvest would be a place where people would say, if I can just go there and if I can just feel God. If I can just touch Jesus, if I can just get in his presence, if I can just get near to where he's uh, celebrated as Lord, if I can just get in the atmosphere where God moves and God blesses and God heals and God delivers, I know I'll be made whole. Hey, more than anything else, this needs to be known as a place where desperate individuals come and experience the power of God that breaks the yoke and makes them free of their issue. Hallelujah. Relationships. We find in the Bible relationships. Paul and John Mark had a relationship problem. The Bible says was so sharp that Barnabas and Paul parted ways asunder. Peter and Paul had such divisiveness among them that the Bible said that Paul rebuked him to his face. Amen. Hey, anytime you have relationships, there's going to be times when relationship is strained. There are going to be times when the relationship is is threatened. There will be times when when people, if, if they go by their flesh and their carnality, you'll lose that relationship. But God is so wonderfully, wonderfully gracious. And I, I call this sermon dangerous grace because if you're not ready to change and if you're not ready to transition, if you're not ready to become something you didn't used to be, if you're, if you're not ready to accept God's terms of dealing with your issue and delivering you from the power of that issue, then, hey, it's dangerous to be around. I said, it's dangerous to be around. Because God is in the business of fixing things and fixing people. God is in the business of healing broken hearts. God is in the business of healing damaged emotions. God is in the business of healing our bodies and healing our souls and healing our minds because he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we're able to think of or ask. Because his name is a name that is above every name that is named. So this guy had no name, no fame, no reputation. Your problem, your issue may be with finances. Never enough. All your money bags have holes in them, as the Bible says. You wonder, what can I do with my issue? When you come to the Lord Jesus, you'll find out that his father, our heavenly father, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You'll find out that our heavenly father is... Owner of this whole world and manages this universe, that every morning he rolls out the heavens, that there is nothing that is obscure from his view, that nothing confounds him, that nothing causes him to ponder. He is a God that nothing ever occurs to him. It may occur to you, but nothing ever occurs to God. Have you ever, has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurs to him? That's pretty good stuff, Thad. Nothing, nothing ever catches him off guard. Nothing ever causes him to scratch his head. Nothing ever confounds him. There's no question he can't answer. There's no problem he can't solve. There's no mountain he can't climb. There's no valley he can't lead you through. There's nothing that our God cannot do when the issue is his children and his people. God is at the beck and cry. Call upon me, he said, in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Come on and give God some praise. What is your issue that you've brought today to the Lord? Fear and anxiety? Hey, Jesus deals with that. He got awakened in the middle of a deep sleep while a storm was raging on a lake. And the Bible said they were frightened and fearful and had given up hope and woke Jesus up. And you know their words to him? Carest thou not that we perish? We are going down. Water's coming in faster than we can bail it out. We don't stand a chance. The issue is bigger than we are. We've rolled and rolled and struggled. We've done everything we can do to manage the situation. And it's out of control. We can't handle it. But we woke you up. And Jesus... Wiped some sleep out of his eyes, I imagine. Got up and said, wind, hush, waves, be calm. Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. Oh, he can handle anxiety. He can handle fear. He can handle out of control. He can handle off the rails. He can handle when you, when you go off. Oh, he can handle that. He's, he's still in control when those kind of things happen. When it seems like nothing is under control, you need to understand God is in control. That nothing happens without his permission. There's not a bird that flies across the sky without his permission. There's not a wave that laps upon the beaches of this world without his permission. There's not a star that twinkles without his permission. There's not a sun that shines without his permission. He is the controller. The Bible said all things exist by the word of his mouth. Hallelujah. If you think our God is not in control, you need to think again, brother, because God is moving all of history. Not Democrats and not Republicans. Not presidents and not prime ministers. But our God is moving all of history along. And he's got one thing in mind. One thing in mind. And I think my Lord Jesus is just waiting. Just waiting on that one thing. Waiting on that clock to tick when God's appointed time comes. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Oh, glory to God. That's God's intention, that's God's plan. Yes, Yes, this world is going to hell in a handbag. Yes, things are falling apart. Yes, everything looks gloomy, but but God. But God, but God, but God. He's in control of it all. So here comes a man coming to Jesus with no name. No name. Coming to Jesus trying to get to where he is. Let's, Let's find out what this guy had. This guy had a bad thing. Turn to Leviticus chapter 13. Chapter 13 of Leviticus deals with all these folks that have this disease called leprosy. Now the whole book of Leviticus is what you can eat, what what you can't eat, what day you can do this and what day you can't. And it's all about birds being offered and water running over them and blood being spilled and one is for this sacrifice, one is for that. And it it just reads like an instruction book in culinary things you can do and you can't do but it gets to the 13th chapter of the book of Leviticus and it's almost like reading a dermatological did I say that right? dermatology, dermatological yeah, thank you in other words, it's all about your skin and Leviticus is God telling Moses and Aaron how to deal with lepers He said when the person is determined to be unclean, listen to that language, unclean, then that person is to be put out of the city and to be put outside, outcast. He can't function in society anymore. He can't even walk on the sidewalk. If he faces you, he's got to put a a covering over his face and he's got to just barely be able to see out And if he sees you who is a clean person coming and he's unclean, then he's got to get off of the sidewalk and he's got to get over to the side and cry out, unclean, unclean, unclean. In fact, Moses' law says he can't even come within 50 paces of a well person. Boy, what a miserable life this guy must have lived to be away from home and away from family, living in caves, living in hollowed-out areas, living in graveyards, living a lonely, desolate, despondent life. Ostracized from society. Listen to what Leviticus 13, 24 says. Or if there be any flesh... In the skin whereof there is a hot burning, and the quick flesh that burneth have a white spot, somewhat reddish or white, then the priest shall look upon it, and behold, if the hair in the bright spot be turned white, and it be in sight deeper than the skin, it is a leprosy broken out of the burning. Wherefore the priest shall pronounce him unclean, and it is the plague of leprosy. And listen to what it says. It says you can't wash your face. You can't brush your beard. You can't comb your hair. But you're to look unkempt. And you're to have hair that is uncared for, beard that is uncared for. You're to wear rags and clothes that are torn and tattered because everybody has to be able to identify you as being unclean. Your clothes, they say clothes make the man, you wear the clothes of a person who is a leper. Ostracized, cast out, no ability, couldn't wash his hair, couldn't wash his beard, clothed in rags, forced to cry out unclean and hide his face. A man with no name comes to the presence of a man who has the name. A man with no name met a man who has the name. What do you mean, Pastor? There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus every knee shall bend, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow in his presence. I'm gonna bring my issue to the man who has the name. The name that no issue can stand before him unresolved. That no issue has power to withstand the power of that name if those who speak that name speak that name to my issue, then my issue will have to go away because my issue cannot stand in the presence of the man who has the name above all other names. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We preach in his name. We pray in his name. We worship in his name. We sing in his name. We teach classes in his name. We witness in his name. In fact, the Bible said, do all in the name of Jesus. So here's a no name with an issue in the presence of Of the name, the name that demons in hell shake and tremble at the mention of his name. At the mention of his name, sicknesses have been healed. In fact, this man had heard, just preceding a few verses here in Mark 1, that when Jesus was down at the synagogue, he preached and he cast out devil. this man heard and he said I wonder if he can do out here on the roadside what he did down there at the synagogue I wonder if this, this power will work not just at church I wonder if that name still has power out here by the side of the road we know of a old preacher named Brother Kennedy. You probably remember Brother Kennedy from down around St. Clair County. Stopped one day. Somebody wanted to pray for him. He put the hood up on the car, reached in and got the dipstick and got some oil off of that dipstick and went over to knowing that, that person. Uh, yeah. What are you doing? Needed some oil. Closest oil was in the motor. Just needed to get some oil. The Bible said, anointing them with oil in the name of Jesus and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. All you need to do is do the word. All you need to do is trust the word. All you need to do is memorize the formula. All you need to do is take authority. What this man said was, that demon that torments me will have to bow his knee to the name that is above every name. Because when my demon meets that name, then that name will destroy my demon. (laughs) Hallelujah. If I wasn't so dignified, I'd shout. Hallelujah. When your issue meets that name, then your issue will have to bow its knee to the power that's in that name. That name is a name that's above all names. But here this guy said, I'm willing to risk it. The grace that I need, the healing that I need is worth the risk. So we know one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. I can't get no closer to him than this. The law says they'll take me outside the city and stone me to death if I get any closer than this. This is as close as the law allows. But I know that if I don't get to where he is, I'm going to die like I am right here. This thing's going to kill me. This thing's going to take my life. And I refuse for my life to end this way. Is there anybody here today that's nursed your issue so long that you're saying not another day? That you're saying right now, I'm not going to end this thing like this. I'm not going to die like this. I may have lived these many years without issue, but this is not the end of it. I'm not going to do this. That's not going to happen. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to get to where he is. 49, 48, 47, 46, 45, 44, 43, 42, 41, 40. Somebody said, you idiot, you fool. You ain't haul- hauled out unclean. You're supposed to be hauling unclean. You're supposed to get off the road. 39, 38, 37, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32, 31, 30. Hey, you lost your mind. Don't you know who you are? You're a leper. There's no remedy. There's no medicine. There's no surgery. It's not going to happen for you. You are doomed to die that way. 29. 28, 27, 26, 25, 4, 3, 2, 1, 20. What do you think you're doing? What right do you think you've got? 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Four, three, two, one. What are you doing here? I've got one hope. I've got one shot. I've got one opportunity. I'm not going to miss my opportunity. You can call me anything you want to call me. You can make fun of me. You can ridicule me. You can hurl your insults my way. You can pronounce all the things you want to say about me. That doesn't make any difference. I've got one hope. And it's the man that did what he did down at the synagogue. And I'm going to ask him if it still works out here on the side of the road. i got one more step to take. I've got a fifty first step to take. That's right. That's right. Will you? Yes, yes. Yes, Amen. Will you? I will. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. Will you? Amen. You see? If you don't ever make this step, the 50 don't matter. (laughs) And he broke the Lord and touched Jesus. Yes, he did. That's right. And the Bible said (laughs) that Jesus had compassion. And Jesus, Lord, you know you're not supposed to touch a leper. Don't you know he's unclean? You know Moses' law, the Father gave him those laws. You're not supposed to touch somebody that's unclean because if somebody clean touches somebody unclean, they become unclean too. And the Bible said, and Jesus touched him. Yes, he did. That's right. And he said, I will. I will be thou clean. And immediately, 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 the issue was gone. Oh, oh, oh. hallelujah. My God, if you're here today, you got an issue. If you could ever get to where he is, if you could ever make the 51st step and get on your knees, he's here to tell you right now, I will, I will, I will, I will. Be thou clean. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Would you dare to break the rules this morning? And step out and say, I'm going to come, Lord Jesus. I'm going to bring my issue to you, Lord Jesus. Why don't you just get up from all over this house and bring your issue with you. Take it to the Lord and leave it there. Cast all of your care upon him because he cares about you. I said he cares about you. I said he cares about you. He cares about you. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You see, intimacy requires proximity. You got to get to where He is. You got to get to where He is. Come on, that's right. Thank you, God. My Lord, come on to these instruments, boys. I need you. Come on quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on. God, in Jesus' name, move upon people in this altar today. God, let your grace and your power flow in this altar today. God, there are issues that are all over this altar today. There are all kinds of issues, God, that people have brought to this altar today. All kinds of issues. Oh, Lord Jesus, would you just touch people today? God, would you move in this place today? God, would you let people today experience a touch a gracious touch. God, they've, they've experienced some dangerous grace today. They've said, Lord, you've got my permission to change me today. You've got my permission, God, to change me. God, whatever needs to happen to get my issue resolved, you've got my permission, God. You've got my permission. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. God, move today in this altar. God, touch people today in this altar. God, let great grace flow in this altar today, God. Lord, move with the lives of men and women, boys and girls, God. Lord, as we prostrate ourselves before you, kneeling, Lord, in your presence, kneeling in your presence, saying, Lord, will you touch me? And he's saying to them, yes, I'll touch you. Yes, I'll heal you. Yes, I'll supply your need. Yes, yes, yes. Come to me, all of you that labor heavy and I'll give you rest call upon me in the day of trouble i'll deliver you oh god all of these issues are here today meet these issues today oh god i pray